Good evening, everyone. You are listening to Skip Intro. This is Ayman Rashad, and in the studio with me are Ian McNally and Julian Yap. And today we are going to talk about Charlie's Angels. Angels, we have a problem. You're in grave danger. Get out of there now. Time to go to work. I can hack any system. I'll keep security distracted. This is fun, right? Feisty. The best part isn't taking down criminals. It's you guys. Taking down criminals is also fun. So this movie is directed by Elizabeth Banks and it stars Kristen Stewart, Ella Belinska and also Naomi Scott. So you guys have seen this movie. What are your thoughts on it? Well, if you don't know much about uh, Charlie's Angels, it is a show about the Townsend Agency, which um, hires exclusively women, so it's a HR nightmare, I guess. Well, the TV show, they were essentially kind of a weird detective agency. In the 70s, it was just like, we need someone to solve crimes. What is it? This guy has a car that talks. This guy's robot computer comes to life. These are just three women who do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> High concept. Mm-hmm. Um, in the new movie, the Townsend Agency has gone global. Um, it's added new stars, incoherence, and some incredibly weird continuity to the whole situation. Yeah. that <laughs> They just skim past that real quick, yeah. right? Yeah. It is, it is, is it supposed to be a continuous to the previous films? Yes. It's All a- of the previous stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So, I mean, there is, there is stuff to like in the concept. I was looking up, I had to refresh myself even from the TV show, because I wasn't that familiar with it. It was a little bit before my time. But the initial concept was that the three angels had actually graduated from the police department and were given awful jobs, like meter mage and stuff like that. So it is kind of empowering. The McGee movies with Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz, they were already in situ as a detective agency and just doing stuff. In this, like I said, they have gone global. Their main campus looks like a cross between a day spa, a Vogue glamour shoot, and a terrorist training camp there's boxing rings there's helicopters there's cars there's people doing like martial arts outside at the yeah. beginning I thought oh this is where the villain lives mm-hmm. and in this there's a MacGuffin that Naomi Scott's character is worried her boss is going to use as a weapon mm-hmm. and so she enlists the help of the Townsend Agency to find out what's going on with that thing and yeah. who wants it and basically while I'm giving this short shrift the movie seems to give it almost as equal amount of short shrift can you remember what the MacGuffin was called Callisto? I, I was going to see a rabbit's foot. But. It, they, they should have done that. Like, this is one of those weird choices this movie makes. They actually cut away from Naomi Scott when she's explaining to Jimin Hansu what's going on to have Kristen, Kristen Stewart do, like, a little weird little zany joke. Yeah. Um, so the, the story is essentially Naomi Scott hanging out with the angels trying to get this MacGuffins back. And there are movies that do that well where they just ignore the MacGuffin, like Ronan and Pulp Fiction. You don't know what's in the case. Mm. And it's a good idea. But this one, like, they explain it half-assed, halfway through. I've never... I think I didn't care whether they did explain it well enough or not because from the get-go, the the premise of it is kind of insane. How much more 2019 can it be than uh, Naomi Scott is a whistleblower mm-hmm. and it's an eco related MacGuffin Mm -hmm. so I was like yeah sure yeah we're gonna yeah sure let's go you know I kind of don't care I just want to see the women kick some butts they never used the word whistleblower though there's there's an awful lot of things Elizabeth Banks directed this as well as helped co-write it and there's an awful lot of things that just feel weird yeah no this film is so bizarre (laughs) but like in the best way I had a lot of fun there are so many scenes in this where I was just 
dumbfounded how why would you not cut this from your film why would you <laughs> include this in the script elizabeth banks you're in this you're producing writing directing what are why is this a choice that you've made but mm. like it's the kind of weird addition that makes it kind of cute and fun like it makes it a really harmless time at the cinema yeah the harmless thing didn't work for me so at the end it all evened out for you on the plus side of things at the end of it mm-hmm, was it yeah. for me I think it came off as the minus thing because every weird direction they went in indicated a better direction I wanted to see yeah Kristen Stewart is acting it's like she's been green screened in from a zanier weirder kind of cooler movie like, like what I want is this film is two hours long so what I want is a 90 minute version of this so it's severely edited down mm-hmm. but with a few minor changes but keep Kristen Stewart exactly the way she is yes. she's so funny and great she's one of my favorite actresses she's been my favorite since Twilight she's been great since Twilight send emails if you want but like <laughs> she knows exactly what she's doing she's such a great comedic actress she's not really had comedic roles yeah. recently because um, she's been doing more independent stuff. So she, she, she pulls off the, the comedy in this like movie. It's like you, you're you waiting for her to show up on screen. It, like she's the only actual character in the movie, in a way. Yeah. Like she's a spiky personality. She's got like, you know, she's always kind of messing around doing stuff. She's always doing something. Yeah. The other characters seem to be standing around waiting for their time to talk, in yeah, a way, a or bit. fight. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like they're gelling at all. And it's supposed to be the team coming together because they're not a team at the beginning. So is is that a problem with the performance or the script or the direction? All of it. All of it. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a point in this movie where all three angels are sitting on a boat, leaning on each other, and the drone pulls back, and a drone shot pulls back on a on a, a ferry. And I was like, wait, is this the end of the movie? Yeah. It's like that shot where they pull back and yeah, the credits yeah. start rolling. Movies always end on a white shot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. It is a weird kind of take when it comes to the humor. There's like some very mean spiritedness in there. Like mm-hmm. innocent people die, and they're not really that bothered about it. <laughs> which is a kind of an odd take. Yeah. There's a protracted joke about Burt Lancaster that goes nowhere. It's just thrown in there. This is one of the things that needs to be se- like severely shaved off. Mm. But like like I said, I was very charmed by this movie because mm. at the end of it, I just it's not thinly veiled at all. It's so heavy-handed in its mainstream blockbuster um, feminism that it's like, how are we going to show that women can do anything? Let's put every woman in the world on screen (laughs) in the first five minutes. And it's like, yeah, whatever. It is that weird. The opening credits, it's like um, stock footage, the movie. Right, you're watching. There's an an action scene, and then there's just like, like seriously, library footage of women doing things, like little girls playing in a field, a woman riding a horse. You're like, what is this? Yeah, sure. And then it just ignores it completely. It's not like they pull back, and you're watching a recruitment video for the Townsend Agency or anything Mm. like that. The movie just continues. I do have to say, though, I think that it's a nice approach to an old concept because Mm -hmm. if you think of the McGee movies, they are they're are very 90s very noughties this one feels it has that 2019 too shininess about it i think it if this was a tv series i would watch it every week Mm. i I don't think i'd watch this as a film series but i think it's a good enough addition to the franchise i think yeah and we talk about the continuity they do have references back to the tv show and those previous movies to indicate this is the same agency all the way along and patrick stewart is actually playing Bosley from the old TV shows, and he also was uh, Bill Murray at some point, apparently. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And it never feels like they're doing it on purpose, right? Like, they're not kind of shoehorning in like Cameron Diaz or Drew Barrymore or Lucy Liu in any of the roles. So I think that's. Yeah, they didn't want to turn up. But I think we watched this a little bit. This is previewed to us a week ago, and I think I remember the 2000s McG movie 
more. I think there was mm-hmm. just the action set pieces didn't really stand out in this. Yeah, definitely not. I think um, they even have a kind of knockoff um, pale man Crispin Glover yeah. guy. And he's he's actually you know despite despite the, despite the fact they're doing the exact same thing as they do with Crispin Glover, he's a creepy henchman. Only mm-hmm. this time he's tattooed and he looks like uh, the offspring of Robert Patrick from Terminator and Joseph <laughs> Gordon Levitt <laughs> yeah. with tattoos on his like yep. he there's a presence there. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, the action didn't work for me. I was con- continually baffled by the decisions they were making. There's like setups for action. Like, th- why was Kirsten Stewart climbing up that rock thing? Why not? Because <laughs> it's like, I know it's, she needs to have a fight in the thing at the end of the rock thing, but it's not, it's just there's things like that which they kept kicking me out of the movie. I wanted mm-hmm. to get into this movie and enjoy it. You know, we talk about turning your brain off right like that. I don't yeah. want to have to do that. Yeah. Even if I did at this, I kept getting slapped in the face by someone's high heel doing something weird. Yeah. There's a scene where everyone dances with the yeah. two angels. <laughs> and there's an explanation later why, for why eight random people would know the same dance steps as the two angels. And they don't explain it that way. There's no, no but, explanation. No, but that's what I loved about it. because, And I really wish they'd just kind of gone with it. Because all the marketing material so far, all the trailers and TV spots and um, even the song that's got Ariana Grande, La- Lana Del Rey, and Miley Cyrus. It's like full on cheesy. It's doing like some kind of 2019 woke version of a 2002 thing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, cool. Why don't you ham it up all the way yes. in the film? Because there are moments when you're just like, bring Kristen Stewart back. Like, mm. bring in the fun stuff. Sam Claflin is hilarious. It's actually really quite hilarious in this. He's a tech bro. Yeah, like he knows what film this is. Yeah. And they needed to kind of amp it up all the way. So that was our review of Charlie's Angels. Are you a fan of the Charlie's Angels franchise? If you are, let us know if you are interested to watch this movie. WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at SkipIntroMY. Or you can write us at movies at bfm.my. And coming up, we're going to continue our conversation on other movies featuring hardcore action heroines. This has been Skip Intro, BFM 89.9. Bringing fresh meaning. BFM 89.9. Hello everyone, you're listening to Skip Intro with Ayman, Ian and Julian. And earlier we heard Ian and Julian's review of Charlie's Angels. So we thought we'd continue the conversation by talking about other movies featuring hardcore action heroines. So first up, Ian, what is your choice for today? Well, I'm going to go for... You know, we. This is the movie probably most mentioned on uh, this show, and that's you have to go with Aliens, you have to go with mm-hmm. Helen Ripley, but mm-hmm. also you have to go with Jeanette Goldstein as Private Vasquez. Yes. Vasquez from Aliens was like my female role model growing up. I was like, yeah, I want to wear a bandana, cut my hair short, and carry around a machine gun mm-hmm. and tell off people twice the size of me. Yeah, and I think <laughs> it's like the kind of, you know, the contrast between a very broken down Ripley and mm. then you have a super cool, hardened by the military and having seen stuff, but like, you know, just powering through, going through it. And it's like, she carries a big gun. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and, how much, what more do you need? And, and Hudson's terrified of her, as half the Marines should be. Yeah. I did see something the other day talking about how, while Cameron's female characters were great for the time, including, you know, Linda Hamilton, the Terminator movies, they could have been just men in the roles a little bit. Mm-hmm. There is an element of that, I think, that does kind of take the shine off a little bit on that. But I think just Vasquez, like, she just faces everything in that movie with no problems. Yeah. She's amazing. She is. And I'm also thinking of um, the character of Hit Girl in Kick-Ass. <laughs> that was uh, Chloe Grace Moretz when she was like, I don't know, 10 or 12 or something. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I, was, when I first watched that movie, I was really, just really shocked <laughs> in a very positive <laughs> way of seeing this uh, 10-year-old girl swearing and like, 
murdering all these assassins. I, I've never seen anything like that before. She kills like 12 people in her first introduction, right? She, she goes in and just like, because the main hero has been like knocked out or he's been beaten up by yeah. these. Uh-huh. He's trying to uh, take uh, drug dealers down or something. They play the banana splits theme and she just knives everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what you can do now. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. And there's the uh, corridor scene uh, towards the end where she basically like just goes through everyone <laughs> with the skills and twists and turns. And yeah, so, so she's very, very much hardcore in that movie. And I think what also added to that sort of vision is the her outfit. She's got this wacky purple wig going on with the uh, mask and uh, yeah so that that was really shocking to me because I had never seen anything like that before and because of that I thought she was really really um, hardcore in, in that movie she's hmm. such a comic book character yeah. like she feels like a comic book character on screen and I don't know it's kind of nice to see kids not be you know the kid in Aliens like she's just crying like yeah. you know she's fighting back and, yeah. and, and she's like a huge contrast to the main character who's useless who's useless <laughs> he's, 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 he's like um, weak uh, never before never, never fought anyone before and contrasting with Hit Girl who is like everything and more compared to him uh, oh, sorry. Were you going to do Hit Girl? No. Oh, okay. Uh, jump, just jumping forward a little bit more, like, you know, Chloe Grace Moretz so young doing so many effects or they got a very short stunt woman to do it. Um, I was re-watching a video recently just talking about John Wick and I almost had, I'd forgotten how good Hal Berry is that considering she's doing all the action that Keanu Reeves is doing. She's yeah. the same age or uh, roughly the same age as him, mm-hmm. but she's also doing it in tandem with two dogs. Mm. And there is, the dogs kind of, when you watch that movie in the cinema, the dogs do kind of take an awful lot of your attention yeah. but when I'm watching this just cl- short clip of her ripping through that house of people and you just see her just destroying people yeah and I think the John Wick series has a really good track record of casting really cool female or non-binary characters so we've got Ruby Rose who is non-binary mm-hmm. um, in the second one as well as super cool assassin does she whisper she doesn't say anything She's, she signs right She's yeah deaf, she signs yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know of course Halle Berry in this one and it's like it feels like they are, you know, strong or even better counterparts, you know, scene partners when it's something as that we know now as a action packed flick. You, you're going to need someone that. You, are you trying to avoid the air, t- air quotes strong female character statement? Yeah, because I that's, hate that. It's such, a, it's such a loaded term because it is the idea of like, you know, you just write a male character, switch the gender, there you go, sw- strong female mm-hmm. character. You can put that on the marketing without actually doing any of the work into creating a proper female character who can also fight and do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in those movies, their gender has nothing to do with anything. They're, they're competent in their roles. I mean, the same is also for Adrian Padlecki, who was Miss Perkins in the first movie, yeah. who seems to be... Well, not it's not an also around, but she like she was she could have been Wonder Woman for that TV show that David E. Kelly did. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was on Agents of Shield, where mm. she was also going around beating people up all over the place. Was supposed to get a spin off from that, and that oh, fell through. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, give her two sticks, she'll beat the hell out of you. I mean, there's just there's something to be said for just like Charlie's Theron gets this a little bit as well, where it's like it is a real character behind them. You know, it's not that thing of just gender flipping something. Yeah. I mean, that's why Atomic Blonde is not just gender switched John Wick. Yeah. You know who else is a really hardcore female character? I think uh, Emily Blunt in Edge of Tomorrow. That's yeah. right. Because uh, she's playing opposite Tom Cruise, right? Which is the action hero of like our time or whatever. Mm. So we have Emily Blunt. 
and he's useless again <laughs> but she she really matches him because she is very like tough and and again very very good at what she does and she's this uh character who a lot of people look up to in, in that movie and uh the she's fact a great that, nickname we can't say on the radio <laughs> yeah yeah and the fact that she she matches tom cruise in in, in all the action scenes i think was was pretty much very very awesome i think there's a great right at the start when you when he first sees her and she's mm-hmm. training and he's just baffled by how incredible she is and it's like it's just pure admiration of this you know war hero this figure that's mm-hmm. like oh man is that her is she, am i standing in front of this person who's killed and probably saved a lot of people like you can feel that in the film and I, emily blunt's kind of you know perfect in that role I- do end up thinking of her an awful lot of the time as the receptionist from, or the assistant from The Devil Wears Prada. But when yeah. you look at her IMDb, like there is, um, I forgot the name of it again, it's not Live There Repeat, it's Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But also A Quiet Place. Like yeah. the third act of that movie is all hers. Yeah. Like, mm. And she's an action star in that. Sicario. Yeah. Yes. Sicario, it's a, it's a more grounded style of female action hero. She is the, you know, what she thinks is a competent copper marshal, I think it is thrust into this world of essentially CIA spies mm. and dealing with it. I mean, there's also, like, as a real person would, the spies are cold, it's dead inside. Yeah. And she's just like, like, she's dealing with some of these things, but she's also still well capable. Mm. The point is, like, I need to upgrade, update my expectations because she has been doing action for quite some time and she's great at it. For me, I think growing up, my favorite has always been Mulan. Father, I brought you the sword of Shan Yu and the crest of the emperor. They're gifts to honor the Fa family. The greatest gift and honor is having you for a daughter. I've missed you so. I've missed you too, Baba. Mm, yeah, I think Mulan, yeah. just for a lot of kids, being you know, an Asian kid as well. And the idea that Mulan is maybe based on a true story or at least a true legend or a girl going off for her family to the war, you know, she's training, she's going through the whole thing. You're not seeing a story of um, a girl being as good as the guys. You're seeing a soldier training to get as strong as she can to fight for her country and Mm. bringing, you know, honor to us all. And it's it's great. I am excited for for the new film. I think it'll be a nice little injection to the to the live action stuff that we have at the moment but mm-hmm. like Mulan's always been a like a great example of a cool action hero not even just a female a cool action hero because of the sacrifice that she makes for her family and I think a lot of kids like myself look up to her still and on that note that was our selection of our favorite movies featuring hardcore action heroines let us know what are your favorites WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899, tweet us at SkipIntroMY or write us at movies at bfm.my. 